One more round of applause. Yes, that was awesome. Awesome. Hello, one, two, one, two. I think it's showing up. Hello, 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 hello. Testing, one, two, there we go. How awesome was that? That was awesome. Give it up one more time for our kids. That was awesome. Y'all, that song, Take Me Back, gets me every single time because we as adults can forget so easily what is the meaning of all of this, right? We can get so caught up in the mundane, day-to-day -day steps of the world, of the workplace, of family, of holidays, even when we get older, holidays don't have the same flair they used to, and it's so easy to forget, and we all need that time for Jesus to take us back to the meaning of Christmas. Um, today we, is our Vision Sunday, and I'm so excited for that. But today we are reinstating our corporate giving time as a faith family. Um, I was never too fond of the way we did offering because of COVID, because to me there's something special about when the people of God give together towards a specific purpose. And I think there's power in giving and giving generously as a body of believers. And so to those of you who have your offerings, those of you who've already given, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's some ringing from these mics up here. Um, anyways, but to those of you who have already given in the baskets, thank you for already giving. Thank you for going ahead and taking that initiative. But today we're going to give as a faith family. So if you have your tithes and your offerings or if you are preparing them, would you please stand with me today? as we pray together as a faith family over what God is going to do at this house in 2022 as we are believing for great growth financially and numerically as we go forward. So if you'd raise your hands and raise your offering with me as we give it to the Father today. Lord God, I just thank you for this day. Lord God, once again, I just say I thank you for this day. I thank you for this church of real people living a real life, going through real problems, but believing in a real Jesus who really died and who really rose again from the grave three days later. Jesus, you are the one we worship today. And Lord God, this is the reason that we give today is because we are giving back from the overflow of blessings that you have given to us. So Lord God, I just thank you for this day. We are believing that, that this seed is going to produce much fruit. So Lord God, we thank you for this day. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Y'all can come and give your offering in the baskets at the altar. Hmm. Well, once people, once people are done giving, Melody's going to go ahead and grab the baskets.
All right, well, good morning, everybody. Ms. Pat, can you please pull up my PowerPoint for today? Ma'am, thank you so much for that and your diligence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, as you noticed, you all received a paper when you walked in. If you are a member here or you faithfully attend here, you received a paper for today, which is the Seawalk Vision Sunday for 2022. And basically, guys, what this is today is we are laying out our blueprint of the initiatives we are putting forth in 2022 for what we're believing that God is going to do in this church. Um, whenever I was praying about these things and the Lord started giving me ideas and the rest of the leadership, he started giving ideas about initiatives to take. By the way, if you need a pen, Pastor Charlie can help you out with that. So raise your hand if you need a pen and Pastor Charlie will bring one to you. Uh, listen, y'all, every adult that's in this house, you are supposed to be filling out this form. So who goes here? Everyone who goes here. So every adult who goes to this church and teenager, by the way, the youth group too, get a pen because we're filling this out together. Okay, we're, we're filling this out together. So if you need a pen, let Pastor Charlie know. Listen, especially if you have relationship with me and I know you personally, I will, if you don't fill out this form, Pastor Josiah is coming and talking to you. So by the way, if you didn't know, I'm Pastor Josiah. Good morning. Great to see you guys. I'm like this because I love you guys. I, you know this. You know I'm hard on you because I love you. And listen, the word that came to me when I was thinking about this church, one word came to me, and it broke my heart because this is about me too. We have become jaded. Well, what, what does jaded mean, Pastor Josiah? Jaded means this. We have been doled or satiated by overindulgence in the church. So, Pastor Josiah, what does that mean? We as a church have come and taken so often that this doesn't really mean much to us anymore. And we continue to take and we don't really pour back in. Well, guess what that says? This says all in. This Vision Sunday, when we sign these sheets, we give our pledge, we are going all into this church in 2022. Young, young married couples, Derek, Kelsey, Kimmy, and Austin, y'all, we have a chance to build something for our children. Y'all, that's a big deal. We have a chance... Derek, Austin, y'all are my boys. We have a chance to build something for our children in this church. But will we take the initiative into our purpose to see it come to fruition? And so really, y'all, in 2022, I don't just want us doing church anymore. Can I be honest? I'm really tired of just doing church. Like, can I be honest? And that's why a lot of people in my generation, 20s and down, don't like coming to church because... We're jaded to it, man. It's not special to us anymore. It's just something we do. It's a religious organization that we just kind of take from and we don't understand what it means to build something in the kingdom of God. And so whenever I was praying, God, what is the word that is for our church, the reason we're not where we need to be yet? And the word is jaded. I love how it says overindulgence. You know what that tells me? That means we just constantly take and take and take and take, but we don't give of our time. We don't give of our resources in order to see something grow and something that is built here. So this sheet you have in front of you, guess who filled it out first? This guy. Because I want to go all in as your senior pastor, but can I tell you something? Romans 12 verse 3 tells us to think of ourselves as highly as we ought to. Y'all, I see myself in the right light, and I know for a fact I cannot get thousands of people to follow me. I'm just not that great. I know I'm not the best public speaker. I know that. 
I know I'm not the best leader. I know I don't have the best minds for finances. I understand this. But can I tell you something? I love Jesus. And he called me to preach the gospel. One of my favorite quotes is this. Preach the gospel, be forgotten, and die. I don't care if the history books ever remember me, but I do know for a fact we are meant to build something here. I was put here for a purpose. You were put here for a purpose. But what this church grows into starts with you guys. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? You guys are following me while I follow Jesus. Could you imagine if your friends and family started following you while you followed me while we followed Jesus together? Y'all, this church would triple in numbers overnight if we ministered. And some of y'all are like, oh gosh, they got the babies in here. Yes, because this is a pledge as families. I I want my baby boy back there with my wife. I want him in here. I want my children to see what type of man I am. I want them to know that I am committing to the house of God to build something for the Lord, but something for them to inherit and step into. I, want, I came here with my family when I was 12 years old. I want this church to be so healthy that when my son is 12 years old, he, he's experiencing the wonders of God every time he steps foot in this door. Because we are building something here. And I'm excited about what he's doing in this house. And I am excited to see the sacred become sacred once again. That when we come into worship, we're in all that he is with us. When we give our offerings, we're in all that he overflows our cups and gives, gives us more than we could ever imagine. And that when we serve him through his church by volunteering in different ministries, even though we've had a hard week, he gives us extra grace and extra grace to do what he has called us to do. So, y'all, these four initiatives we're stepping into are so simplified. But if we truly pour into them and we're truly all in in these four different initiatives, this church is going to explode. Not because of who I am, but because of the gifts God has given every single one of you. That's why. Because in America, we have committed the sin of the cult of personality. We follow a pastor instead of Jesus. Guess what? Guess who we're following in this church? It ain't me. I just have the honor to be the lead follower of this church. We are following Jesus. And so as we go through this pledge sheet today that we're all in, y'all, we're turning these in. And guess what? I'm looking over every single one of them, and I'm getting you plugged in ASAP. And guess what? If you're a member, I expect you to fill out this entire sheet. I said a member. If you consider yourself a member of this house, we are filling out this entire sheet. Everyone say four main initiatives for 2022. Number one is we are doing small groups. Small groups starting January 17th of 2022. So what does that mean? No more Bible study. No more Bible study. Y'all, we're going to have biblical practices that are going to play into this. No more Wednesday night Bible study. Starting the week of January 17th, it's discussion-based. It's laid-back, relationship-forming, kingdom-building fun. When you come to small groups, there's not going to be somebody preaching at you. There's not going to be somebody trying to teach you something out of the Bible. We're doing life together. We're, We're doing life together. That's what we're here for. Discipleship is a choice, and you don't want to miss out. Mark chapter 6, verses 31 to 32. And he said to them, this is Jesus, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. 
For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. What does that show me? That Jesus would preach to thousands. They would do ministry to thousands of people. But guess what? We as humans need rest. We as humans need rest. And so Jesus, this is one of many examples. Jesus and his disciples would step away from the crowd of life. Y'all, these guys were so busy, they didn't even have time to eat. Who in here has been so busy we didn't have time to eat? I've been there, especially with a baby. I know what it's like not to have time for anything. Okay? So guess what? Our small groups, we're following the example of Jesus. We're pulling aside from the crowd. We're pulling aside from the noise of life, and we are going to do life together. We're not doing Bible study in there. We're taking five questions from the previous Sunday, and we're talking about Jesus. How does this work in my life? How do I, how, y'all, so long in church, we, the pastor preaches this sermon that's not even applicable to our everyday lives. So what are we going to do in this church? We're going to take the Bible. We're going to make it applicable to our everyday lives. It's going to work in the business world. It's going to work, y'all, the stuff we're going through is going to work in the business world. For too long, we have made Christianity so hyper-spiritual, so heavenly good, it's not any earthly good. No, we are a heavenly people who have an earthly purpose where we are right now. And so these small groups are going to bring us back into that mindset of, okay, we learned this on Sunday, but now how do I take this and truly apply this in my everyday life? And y'all, the, the greatest growth I have seen in my own personal life was through small groups. It wasn't through a church, it wasn't through a 100-person setting. It was through a 5 to 10-person setting where I had someone pouring into me and I was pouring into others. And I'm so excited for this. Listen, the small groups are not just going to be on Wednesday nights. They're going to be on different nights throughout the week. That is depending on the actual leader of the small group when they decide for that to take place. Once you listen, are y'all signing sheets? Do, do we have this here? Do we see this? What does it say? Small groups, yes, please sign me up. If you are a member in this church, I expect to see your name, your phone number, and your email already filled out on that sheet. Amen? We're excited for that because I definitely am. Number two, friends and family days. We have four friends and family days coming up in the new year. Now, what does that mean? We're not sending a whole bunch of marketing to the community. Guess, guess who's my marketing during these? Every single one of y'all. You're inviting your friends. You're inviting your families. And guess what? It is going to be one heck of a time. And I am so excited. As you see, each one is going to have a theme. So it's going to be quarterly, once every three months. We have those events coming. Y'all, that is for us to bring the church to the world and the world to the church. To see two worlds collide, bringing the cross to our families and friends and our families and friends to the cross. So that's what we're doing here. All right, I am super excited for this. Here is our passage for this. Ready? The Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what is this? Josh Turner, who is the one who's helping lead and advising the IPHC with church growth, he said, if you do these four events, guess what? It's going to multiply your numbers. And he said even by 30% churches have seen growth. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take the church to our families and our friends, and we're going to bring our friends and our families to the church. Y'all, you will have three months in advance to hype this up to them. Tell them to come. 
Bring them. Tell them, yo, there's free lunch. Who doesn't ever want a free lunch? Come on now. There's free lunch. There's fun. There's games. The kids, I definitely can guarantee, will not be bored. It's not going to be a normal service. We're going to hit it and get it, the gospel, and then we're going to go have fun showing people that Christians are not just boring, dull people. Why? Because once again, we have become jaded to the church. The church doesn't mean anything anymore. Even to those of us who come Sunday after Sunday, we don't even really see it as sacred majority of the time. And so we are restoring the sacred. We are restoring the excitement of what God is doing here. Number three, everyone say it with me. Volunteering. Volunteering. One more time. Volunteering. Volunteering. One more time. I like that. Volunteering. Volunteering. All right, now I need you to take that same excitement and circle these ministries on your sheet. And go. Let's see what we have going here. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. We are expanding, listen, we are expanding areas of ministry and raising our levels of excellence. Your giftings and talents are needed and appreciated. Circle the ministries you are interested in. Every member of this church, I better see ministry circled. I'm telling you right now, if you're a member of this house, I as your pastor am expecting more out of y'all. I told you, I was giving you six months to get used to me. And now I'm expecting something out of you. I, as your pastor, serve here. I guarantee I do. I promise you. Here all the time. I'm expecting a little bit of effort out of you guys. So come on, let's see. We have nursery. Miss Shannon needs help in the nursery. If you love babies, y'all, if you love babies, please, circle nursery ministry. We're asking, look, what does it say? Once every six weeks or more. If we got every member in this church to sign up for a ministry once every six weeks, we would be set for the entire year. What's next? Children's ministry. If you like being interactive with children and teaching children the Bible, circle that ministry. We have First Touch ministry. If you like smiling at people and saying good morning, sign up for First Touch. You are welcoming people into the building, welcoming them in to take part in our gathering. Our internet ministry, y'all, we need people for our internet ministry. Timothy Reese and Cindy Coker are about slot worn out for running that camera. If you have any type of interest in technology, please circle. You are going to be trained. I'm not going to say, okay, run our camera. You will be trained. Media ministry. If you are comfortable clicking through a PowerPoint, all right, like Miss Pat Mobley and Bradley, if you are comfortable doing that, please circle it. You help run the videos and the PowerPoints. Our worship team, we always need people to come up there and worship. Listen, even if you are not the best singer in the world, take part in that team. Worship God. We're not looking for professionals. We are looking for those with the heart of worship. The next one is new. It's, it's a new ministry. It's our event planning team. If you love putting together events, you like being part of a team, you like organizing, you like seeing, putting things together and seeing them come to life, the event planning team is for you. In the past in this church, we've thrown events on one or two or three people and they get burnt out and then other people get mad because something wasn't done. Guess what? We're plugging holes now. We're plugging them. Okay, so if you are interested in the event planning team, that's going to be ran by Pastor Charlie, Miss Melody Weeks, and Serena Hodge. If you want to take part in that team, please circle, because I am expecting these events to be awesome and to see people take part. Last but not least, Pastor Betty and the outreach team. They always, yes, thank you, Thomas. Thomas doesn't even go here. Come on now. You don't even go here. <laughs> um, Pastor Betty always needs more people in the outreach ministry helping with food. Y'all, we got a really cool award 
um, through was it the Orangeburg County foster system, the McMillan family, through our outreach help through the McMillan family, they gave us an award from the foster care system of Orangeburg for all of our help. Let's hear a round of applause. Listen, if that's not proof that Pastor Betty is in her calling, I don't know what it is, because this is not the first award that ministry has gotten. And you know what? I long to see every ministry in this church receiving awards from the community. It shouldn't just be the outreach. It shouldn't just be the outreach, right? I long to see us receiving, not because of how amazing we are, but because of the work we have committed ourselves to for the Lord. So please, on that sheet, circle a couple ministries, y'all. It is time that we go all in. I can't, y'all, I can't, as your pastor, I can't just see you sit here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I need to see you serving. I, I need, to, and look, what, what's even better than that? Listen to this. Hebrews 6.10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. What's this saying? Every time you volunteer, God sees that work. God sees what you're doing. It does not go unseen. And what does he even say? He says, has shown towards him love, shown towards God through what? Serving his people, serving his church. Y'all, God sees that. Every single time you serve, Miss Shannon, when you're slap worn out working with those babies, God sees you. He does. Miss Cindy, when you're sick and tired of running that camera, he sees you. And guess what? He counts that to you. And he sees your faithfulness. Y'all, I'm not asking you to serve Pastor Josiah. I'm not even asking you to do this for me. I'm asking you to do this for the Father. As his loving, obedient children, he expects these things out of us. And all I'm asking is once every six weeks for you to take part in a ministry, helping this ministry go forward. Now, this is the one that's going to make some people feel uncomfortable, but you know what? It is what it is. If you are a member of this church, we need you to give financially. You're going to say, oh, well, pastor, you just want my money. No, God wants your money. Wow, some of y'all are feel very uncomfortable right now. I don't want your money. Y'all know I hate money. I really do. If I could just be a hermit, but guess what? I have a family. You got to have money. Guess what? God wants your money. Wow. Y'all probably think I sound like some hypocrite or something. No, because for where this church needs to go, finances are a part of that. You like sitting in this building? You like the heat and the air conditioning and the, and the comfy seats and the, and the lights. Guess what? All of that takes money. And before I became a senior pastor, I didn't know how much money. It's a lot of money. But you know what? Scripture tells us we cannot serve two masters. So either we're going to serve our pocketbook or we're going to serve the Father. And a part of serving the Father means our finances go into that. And now I've heard people have debate after debate after debate. Oh, well, tithing is just an Old Testament principle. Well, even if you hold to that, guess what the New Testament tells us? God blesses those who give generously. So whatever your theology is, if you want to be New Testament or Old Testament, either way, God is saying, if you give generously, I'm then going to pour out on you generously. And guess what? I don't just want your money. I want to see you blessed. Y'all, there are some of you in this church who have complained to me about finances, but you're not giving. Can I tell you this? You cannot afford not to give. When I didn't have a job and I found out Serena was pregnant and we had no money, I continued to, to continue to tithe out of my savings because I didn't even have anything in my checking. Do you know how terrifying that is to not have any money in your checking account and $1,000 in your savings and that's all you got to your name? You got bills to pay, car payment, student loans, apartment, food, Electricity. 
Y'all, I had no money. But every week I tithed $50 not having anything. And every week God poured out $500 to $1,000 every single week. It didn't make any sense. I didn't understand it. Some of you from this church gave me money. And we had never even had a conversation. Y'all, you cannot afford not to give. You may not have much in your bank account, but I promise you, if you give what you do have, God will pour out to you. I want you guys to be blessed. I want you to be where you want to be. But a part of that is giving. And I know we in America are sensitive about our money, but it's not yours in the first place. If you have it, it's from the Father. Everything we have is from the Father. Your money will help build the kingdom of God, listen, in your community, in the region, and in the world. Y'all, we don't just give locally, and we don't just do ministry locally. We give globally as well. So when you give, you're not just building this house, but you are building the global church of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Hey, some of y'all who are struggling with your finances and you're worried about money all the time, y'all need to write this verse down and remember this. I'm going to read it one more time. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one, per- sorry, let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Can I tell you, for this church, that's what I'm clinging to right there is verse 8. As we give as a church, I am praying that God gives us everything we need for the ministry. The people, especially people. Do you understand? It takes people to run a church. It takes people for these ministries to be successful that we love so much. Y'all, it takes you. It takes people. I want your gifts and talents here in this house. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies need to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. I want to read, read this statement together. Giving generously ties offerings, and quarterly giving projects. Y'all, can I tell you, we have an awesome leadership team at this house, in this house. The council and staff and all of our department heads are awesome. And they had this great vision that wasn't even on my mind, but to see the grounds behind the activity center turn into a community center where people can come. Y'all, one of the coolest things, we're going to redo the playground back there. We're going to get all new equipment. We're uh, there, Miss Pat, Miss Cindy and my Aunt Dawn are looking into grants we can get from local government to help pay for a new playground for the community. We're also going to clear out that area some and put walking trails for people. How cool is that? And so we're going to be doing some quarterly giving projects throughout the year, giving specifically to these things. Why? Because we want the community to know we are here for them. We're here for them. We want them to know where we are and why we are here I want to read this pledge together. Will you read it with me? Put in your own name here. I, 
Josiah Hodge pledged to give generously to Crossroads World Outreach Center in the year 2022. I believe that God is going to use Crossroads World Outreach Center mightily to impact the local community, surrounding regions, and the world. With this pledge, I am trusting Crossroads World Outreach Center to steward the financial blessing God has given me and to use it in the building and the forwarding of the kingdom of God. I make this pledge knowing that scripture says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver. As God blesses me, I will then turn and give back to him, knowing that all good and precious gifts are from the Father above. Amen. Listen, this is our blueprint for 2022. And being in the church my whole life, y'all, I've told you this before, I'm tired of playing the church game. I want to see something new built in the kingdom of God. And I don't just want to do it the same way it's always been done. I want to restore the sacred. I want us to come to this house knowing that we are taking part of something holy. That the gathering of the brethren is holy. That giving of our time is holy. That giving of our talents is holy. That giving of our money is holy. That pouring into one another is holy. And we've been jaded to the fact that we have been given such a beautiful ministry to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world where we live. And the Lord is putting it so heavy on my heart that, y'all, it starts with every single one of us. I can't do it by myself. I know I can't. And I would never want to try. Why? Because y'all have talents and gifts beyond what you even know that you have. Y'all are filled with an abundance that God will unlock when we step in the proper order of what he has ordained in this church. And so what does up there say? It's time to be all in. Y'all, this church cannot afford to stay the same. This community cannot afford for us to stay the same. Your lost loved ones cannot afford for us to stay the same. Your lost friends cannot afford for us to stay the same. Y'all, when I read the Bible and I see how the church was alive and growing and vibrant, and it says daily they added thousands to their numbers. Because it wasn't just a religion to them. It was life. They lived and moved and had their being in Christ Jesus. And everything they did was for his honor and his glory. And we have to stop allowing the world to conform the church and cause the church to conform the world. And it's time that we as believers take back what God made us to be and our identities in him. Will you stand with your papers with me as we pray? Miss Melody, will you go to that back door and Pastor Charlie, that back door? As we dismiss today, when you're heading out, if you're on this side of the building, you can turn your sheet into Miss Melody. If you're on this side of the building, you can turn your sheet into Pastor Charles on the left-hand side. But will you hold this sheet in both hands? And if you're with your family, will you huddle up together? If you're with your family unit right now, huddle up together because this is a pledge. It's families to build something in this world for Jesus Christ. Get with your families. Get with your families. 
Father God, we thank You for this opportunity to be all in. Too often we're all in for other things in this world. We're all in for our jobs. We're all in for our hobbies. We're all in for sports. But so rarely are we all in for the kingdom of God. So rarely do we give of our time and our effort and our finances to build something for our children, for the generations to come. So Lord God, I just thank you for this opportunity as the Crossroads family that we are making a pledge to serve. We are making a pledge to pour into one another. We are making a pledge to invite our family and friends to hear the gospel. We are, we are pledging ourselves to give of our finances above and beyond what we have in the past to see God build something in this church. That this church isn't just Josiah Hodge, but this church is a family. And the people who come to this church will know that you are welcomed and loved in this house. So Lord God, I just pray that as we have signed these sheets, as we have given our pledge, that we understand we're not just pledging to Pastor Josiah. We're not just pledging to Crossroads World Outreach Center, but that we are pledging to the God of the universe that we are going to step into a new level of obedience and commitment and surrender to the will he has placed on our lives. So, Lord God, right now I pray that the Holy Spirit that is in your people will empower them, will, in, will excite them, will restore the sacred in their life, Lord God, and that they know that when they sign their names on this sheet, that they were all in and that they will continue to be all in in the years to come. Lord God, we worship your mighty name. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. I thank you for how you're working in the hearts of your people. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for being with us today. We pray that you have an awesome Christmas, and we will see you guys on Sunday.